Welcome, it's indisputable, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, we have Caroline Johnson, Rebel HQ contributor, TYT contributor. That is going to be a lot of fun. Also, during the bullpen, my debate segment, we have economist, got his PhD in economics from Columbia University. Why do I keep getting all of these PhDs in economics to debate? I am not an economist, but he wants to talk about immigration, all right? Daniel DiMartino will be the person joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, my top news story for today. They have been lying about the number of black people they have been killing. I'm talking about the police. So a new study has come out, you can find this in health report. More than half of the police killings in the USA are unreported. And black Americans are most likely to experience fatal police encounters. 55% unreported, by the way. Check this video out. In IHME's recent paper on fatal police violence by race, ethnicity, and state in the United States, we found that there was more than 30,000 deaths from police violence between 1980 and 2018. Of these deaths, 55% went unreported by the National Vital Statistics System, which is the vital registration system for the US and the primary data collection agency for deaths in the US. The causes of underreporting um, vary. Several are that medical examiners and coroners are often embedded within police departments, leading to conflicts of interest as they're expected to report on the violence of the departments they may be embedded within. Additionally, there's a lack of training and standardization for doctors and medical examiners on how to fill in death certificates. This leads to misclassification of police violence as homicide or suicide most commonly. Let me tell you how staggering this number is. The National Vital Statistics System would report the numbers. The numbers were considered to be accurate, or at least within what we know as a margin of error of three to five percent. Now, outside of a three to five percent difference, that becomes statistically significant. If the numbers are within an error ratio of three to five percent, not as significant. Ladies and gentlemen, their numbers have been off by over 55%. Let that sink in. So every document, every research study, every survey, every time we have quoted numbers about how many people, in particular black people are killed by the police every year, we have been underreporting those numbers by a significant amount. More than 55% of deaths from police violence in the United States from 1980 to 2018 were misclassified or unreported. In official vital statistics reports according to a new study in the Lancet, the highest rate of deaths from police violence occurred for black Americans, no surprise, right? Who were estimated to be 3.5 times more likely to experience fatal police violence than white Americans. Researchers estimate that the US National Vital Statistics System, NVSS, the government system that collates all death certificates in the USA, failed to accurately classify and report more than 17,000 of these deaths as being caused by police violence during the 40 year study period. 
it gets even deeper. Black Americans, now remember this, black Americans have experienced fatal police violence at a rate 3.5 times higher than white Americans, according to this analysis. With nearly 60% of these deaths being completely misclassified by the NVSS, the National Vital Statistics System. You know, one of my college professors said to me, figures don't lie, but liars do figure. And because of the reporting matrix of how these data sets get to the national reporting system, there's a significant amount of manipulation. There's no uniform code, there's no statute or statutory requirement to produce these numbers accurately. And there's also no uniform protocol for the reporting of these numbers. For example, many of the coroners will report that the person died by suicide because they did something that caused the police to shoot them. So they will say, no, this is not a police death or police related death. This is in fact a suicide, which is completely antithetical to the reason you have the data requirement in the first place. Caroline, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, well, it's it's great to be here, and this is this is truly just such a bombshell report that confirms what a lot of people have known for a very long time. Someone like myself has, you know, more recently been introduced to, and I think what's really necessary is that we're seeing, we're finally seeing the groundswell of the past year and a half, two years of people out in the streets really demanding changes. And at times it feels like it's been slowing down a little bit, especially with regards to different legislations in Congress stalling. But reports like this are so important because there's a direct correlation between um, the lack of accurate data that we have available is one of the biggest impediments to um, treating this crisis as the crisis it is, which is a health crisis basically. Right. Um, and the deaths caused by police violence. So getting these numbers, um, getting this, you know, indisputable statistics out there really, I think it comes at a really good time as again, we see lawmakers sort of stalling on different congressional approaches. And studies like these are so necessary for the next stage of this fight. I mean, I think it's really interesting about the effects of the militarization of police departments, how the Department of Defense allows police departments to buy military equipment. And I think the more the more we can get these stories out there that this is a crisis that um, you know our country has created, and we have to dismantle it. Um, I, I think it, it's devastating, but to see what so many activists and organizers have been saying for so long, confirmed on this scale, is is truly incredible to see. Yeah, and here's the irony of this whole thing. By law, there's a federal statute that requires if a whale dies, it must be reported. <laughs> if a particular species of animal dies and you're, you encounter that, it must be reported. And you have all of these reporting requirements because in order to fix or remedy the dilemma, they must have accurate data. So they create statutory requirements to report accurately what's happening 
with a particular species. But when it comes to the species of humanity, in particular, the species of black and brown bodies, they have no uniform requirement for reporting. And so a coroner can manipulate the data and not be held accountable because there's no actual requirement other than administrative guidance. And that has to change now. Another very sad story, 17 year old finds his mother dead from a gunshot wound to the head while she slept. Let me give you the background to this. Young woman sleeping in her apartment, a neighbor, white male, cleaning his gun according to him, accidentally shoots through the walls of his apartment and kills this mother. Shoots her in the head while she sleeps. The 17 year old son discovers the body of his mother. One of the saddest things we've seen in a long time. Police report uh, Williams was cleaning the weapon. Let's put up a picture of both of them. Uh, Williams, the male, was cleaning the weapon inside of his Duluth apartment. This was in Georgia on Friday, September 25th, before midnight. Okay? Police said the bullet went through the wall and hit the mother in the head. That's the mother that you're seeing on the other side, okay? Her name is Carlitha Foley. We're gonna remember Miss Foley. Foley's 17 year old son later found his mother unresponsive in the bed and called for help. Now I want you to imagine what's happening here, 17 year old son. Mom's asleep, she's not waking up, he goes in to check, she's dead. Gunshot wound to the head. Now right now, they have arrested the individual at the middle of this, Maxwell Williamson. He has been arrested and he is being held without bond. Now remember, his story is he was cleaning his gun right at midnight and this happened. There is no indication that Mr. Williamson attempted to figure out if his weapon harmed or killed anyone after it happened. The Gwinnett County Police said 36 year old Carlitha Foley was killed after her neighbor Maxwell Williamson 22 accidentally fired his gun. The mother and son moved from Texas, think about this, they moved to Metro Atlanta two years ago from Houston, Texas. And was known as the life of the party. The brother of Miss Foley said, and I quote, she was full of life and fun. She was always smiling. One thing about Carlitha, she was a go-getter. She's now dead. Hundreds of people die in America every year because of accidental gunfire. Now, once again, this is his defense. If it is true that this was purely an accident, if it's true, still a tragedy, right? But we reported not too long ago right here on Indisputable of a kid who got hold of a gun and accidentally killed his own mother. Things like this are happening in America and they have happened for decades in America. It just goes underreported because of our culture and fascination with guns. 
Who in the hell is cleaning a gun at 12 midnight? Who does that? Why? This person is dead because of gun culture. Let's make that clear. You can talk about accident and mistake all you want to. But you cannot leave out the conversation of gun culture in the United States of America. And by the way, this country has more of these incidents than all other nations combined. Caroline, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I I totally you know couldn't have said it better myself. We've created a society where gun have guns have control over like virtually every aspect of of human life. Their their relevancy in in our communities is truly overwhelming. And when I first was reading this story, I, I thought you know the emphasis was kind of on how do we um, you know what's going on with with um, Responsible gun ownership in this country. That's, you know, a, a right wing talking point is that we have to have the NRA and places where people can learn to be responsible gun owners. And I think to an extent, you know, the NRA is completely politicized now, but I think a lot of people agree that um, having gun training and, and organizations that really teach gun safety is important. But you know, you have to wonder if if all of that you can even really defend anymore because the fact of the matter is people are now allowed to basically get you know, get away with murder and if they have this excuse of oh, I was just cleaning it. It sounds like no really other questions are going to be asked. And yeah, you speaking about how he didn't go in to check if he had caused any harm or damage. It's how do you not assume that something else was going on, that yeah. something more nefarious was happening? And so it totally blocks any conversation we can have about reasonable gun ownership when the people with these weapons aren't, you know, not only are they not taking the necessary precautions, but they're also not exhibiting the humanity of of checking on their mistakes. So it's hard for me to even believe now that this could have been, you know, a total accident when the follow-up wasn't there. And you know, yeah. you have to ask, is is the is the gun changing our culture that much that now it's like people don't even don't even care. Don't even yeah, they don't shoot even your care. gun. You know you shot through your apartment. Mm -hmm. Somebody could be injured or hurt or at least scared to death because a bullet just went flying through their home. Um, he has been arrested for involuntary manslaughter and also criminal uh, negligence, but we'll see exactly what happens with his case as it continues to move through the court system. Another sad story, there's a California teenager, okay? Shot by a security officer to be taken off of life support now. Now let me give you some background to this story. Uh, 18 year old woman was shot by a school security guard. There's some cell phone video, very short. Here it is. A warning, this cell phone video taken by a student can be disturbing. It shows the car starting to leave and the school safety officer can be heard firing. He has his gun. No, get down, no. Let's put up a picture of Mona Rodriguez, okay? She was in the car with her 20 year old boyfriend and father to a five month old child and the boyfriend's 16 year old brother. There is a GoFundMe, very easy to find, okay? Mona was shot when she left in the car driven by her boyfriend as it sped off to leave. 
One of the two bullets fired into the car struck Mona in the back of her head. Mona is now in the hospital. Let's show a picture. I want you to think about how sad this is, okay? Uh, Mona's family said in a statement Friday that her organs will be donated. Mona Rodriguez was shot by a Millican High School safety officer on September 27th after a physical altercation involving the young lady and a 15 year old girl, according to the Long Beach Police Department. According to Mona's boyfriend, the officer had warned Ms. Rodriguez and the girl, he would pepper spray them if they didn't stop fighting. But he says they did stop and the officer made no further warnings before opening fire. The school safety officer has now been placed on administrative leave pending further investigation according to officials. But loved ones are calling for the officer involved to be arrested and prosecuted, you're damn right. He has not been publicly identified, but we'll get to the bottom of it eventually. Long Beach Unified Superintendent Jill Baker said the district school safety officers are, and I quote, highly trained and held accountable to the established standards in their profession. And the officer who shot Ms. Rodriguez will be judged against those standards as the shooting is probed. It was a school fight, a physical altercation, it was completely over. The man shot into a car with other people and killed, now has basically killed a young lady who will be taken off of life support, according to the family. Gun crazy, did not have the end in gun violence. But once again, it did. And because of the reporting matrix, this will likely not even be classified as police violence. Caroline? Yeah, the uh, the just disgusting irony of a school safety officer. Yeah. Causing the death of, I'm not sure if she was a, exactly a student at this particular school, but not that that even matters. Um, yeah. I know a lot of students in Los Angeles have been organized, organizing around getting cops and armed security off campus. Um, and there really is no compelling argument for why a campus security officer needs to be armed. Again, we're putting the gun rights over the right to life, to security at school. Um, and it's interesting that I think since 2015, police agencies um, have uh, shooting into a vehicle has contributed to 16%, I think, of nationwide wow. police fatalities. And um, you know, there's all these, there's all these types of reforms trying to get that to end, but this is a structural issue. We don't have time to waste to implement more training programs. They need to be unarmed and it needs to happen. It needs to happen now. Yeah, well said. We got more on the other side is indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back, it's indisputable. We have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. And before I get to the comments, remember, we have been nominated in Atlanta Magazine's Best Of series. This show right here, nominated Best TV Anchor in Atlanta, in Atlanta Magazine's Best Of 2021. We'd love for you to vote. You can vote every day until October 11th. Those are the rules. We can make this happen. Go to tyt.com forward slash Rashad, tyt.com forward slash R-A-S-H-A-D, type in my name, Rashad Ritchie. In the box, submit your vote, 
and I will report back to you on October 12th, all right, or something like that. Okay. Also, we have the indisputable mug release. I left I left my mug at the house, <laughs> which is downstairs. So so the mug has some amazing features on it. All right. It says, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. And remember, the truth is always indisputable on both sides. You take that mug with you, it is known to do two things. Number one, helps you remember what's important in life. And number two, makes your coffee taste even <laughs> that much better, okay? Also, the conversation, watch the conversation live today. 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com forward slash live, right before the Young Turks. Make sure you subscribe, it's simple, it's easy, it's quick. Go to youtube.com forward slash tyt conversation. All right, let me read some of these comments. Uh, TYT member um, Eric the Red said, uh, the, the police know they are in the wrong or why else would they be trying to hide it? Yeah, and those that partner with the police, right? Like the coroner, um, the medical examiners, uh, they have a duty to report as well. Jambo Gino, uh, even if this was an accident, this man is an irresponsible gun owner. Agreed. YouTube, super chat. DW, if the most serious violence and death statistics are off by 55%, how accurate then are the lesser statistics? This should call into question all of their reporting. And the report itself made note of that, that if this number is off by 55% over a 40 year study period, imagine the other data sets that are completely unreported or underreported as well. Very good observation. Um, Skippy Star Dragon, and people are going around trying to say hospitals are lying about COVID deaths. How about this? What is wrong with people? How do they not see? And how are they not horrified and sickened? Uh, and I've always maintained that the COVID death numbers and even the COVID uh, infection numbers are severely underreported because they're not reporting 100% of the people that contract COVID. Some people don't go to the hospitals. They contract COVID and they're gonna just have it and maybe they die, maybe they live. But all of those numbers will not be reported. So you can guarantee the numbers that we have, those are underreported numbers as well. Okay, um, Beast Nation, thank you Beast Nation. Here is something I can't understand, how can they just kill a man? Great quote, um, Raja Harris, what's good Dr. Rashad? In relation to the first story, have you seen the, doc, the documentary Finding Kendrick Johnson, policing need to be redone? Um, no, but I will see it, all right? I have a friend of mine that's actually in that documentary. Uh, Marcus Coleman and others were catalysts locally. Uh, and um, and did a lot to get the case is actually now reopened. Okay, uh, mother killed. Vitengale uh, says you usually don't load a gun when you're cleaning it. Exactly, exactly. All right. Okay. Um, we got a lot of comments. I don't have time to get to every single one of them. I will get to more uh, during the next break. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen Wood. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're a I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Then she thought she could push a 800 pound time machine. Then go under the ground. For your safety. No, for your safety. Please, miss. No. 
This is OG Karen. I will give you one guess as to what state OG Karen is in. That's right, you guessed it right, Florida. Okay, now that happened after this. Here's the first interaction. You're on our property and you're not to say anything to me. And I don't need to talk to you right now. Your boy, your young men, they're very good men and you had an electric saw in the thunder and rain. It's gas powered. Thank you. You're like, no, but you just treated, treated me idiotically like I'm an idiot. Just because I'm small and blonde doesn't mean, I don't know who you are from Adam. You introduce yourself to you, I'm older than you. You're, in, you're on my property. You introduce yourself properly, young man, or you're out of here. You're older than me, but you're acting younger than me. Oh, I don't want your lip either. I don't know where you're <laughs> Okay, uh, the young men were actually very respectful. They are there because they're doing work and they are commissioned to do work on the property. And this particular Karen in Florida at an apartment complex did not like them doing this work. And she started her argumentation of back and forth that ultimately resulted in her trying to move a an 800 pound machine. Who in the hell does that other than one who has deep rooted Karenicity? Now for yeah. some of you who are saying, well, she may not have been able to control herself. Maybe there's something mental going on. Well, other than Karenicity, I think this is all it is, right? Just Karenicity. And the police come. When the police get there, she actually does calm down. Here it is. Next came the cops. Over there while I speak with her, okay. just like how I spoke with you over here. Right. Right. But I want to hear the lies. Well, she's still going to. Do you understand that? Because you're being recorded and you're saying that you understand that. I understand that, ma'am. What's your name? Raven Swan. Like a bird. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. But listen here, you come back out here and start cussing your equipment, you are gonna go to jail. I don't care if you agree or you disagree. It's not your job to come out here and tell them what they can and can't chop down. Thank you. <laughs> They're just trying to do their job. It's Monday morning. All right. It's only Monday, man. It's only Monday, man. I mean, damn, it's just Monday? Come on, man. Um, I see France. Uh, Posted this and even replied recently how totally nice to her they were, and that folks who live there cannot stand her. That's real unfortunate. It reads, We were nice the whole time to her, but she kept snapping at us. But the other people who live there want her gone. That's why they called the cops on her. Once again, Karenicity running deep. Caroline, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that, that second. Part of the video with the, I mean, that tells you all you need to know, not only about the situation, but compared to the previous videos we seem we've seen today. It's the cops, you know, they're people like this. Karen are used to the cops protecting them and yeah. serving them, and when they're faced with, you know, a difference, a different tactic from the police, it's probably very jarring. But it it does absolutely show that she was not happy with those young men, and you know, you gotta wonder why. Yeah, really interesting. I got something for everybody. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Code of 14.4444. So they don't want to walk now because they want to entitle off, including this black bitch right here. 
No, I have every right to step. I don't have the right to Then guess what? I have every right to step into the kitchen without you touching me. That's the best part of the military. No. No, because I'm in the military. I don't have to. That's the best part of my job. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say she's not in the US military. She claims she is, which by the way is a violation of statute, but she says she's a military official. Um, this is a viral video, uh, a woman insisting that she can go into a restaurant's kitchen because she's in the military. It's going viral after it left viewers pretty stumped as to what was going on. The short clip was originally posted by L. Mayoniza in tick on TikTok and features a woman at a restaurant reportedly in Las Vegas, already in the middle of a fit. She appears, and this was really interesting. She appears to be recording, right? When you looked at it, you say, okay, she's recording something. She has a hand up. She's putting it in people's faces like she's recording something. She calls somebody the black B word and acts as if she is recording, um, but she's pretending. Uh, to record her own conversation with her wallet. Telling an imaginary audience through her wallet that they don't want to walk out because they want to be entitled a you know what M efforts, including this and said the black B word right effing here. Uh, the woman zooms in with her wallet pinching an imaginary screen and moving closer to the person recording. So in order to catch all of this, you gotta go back and look, look at the video because no one would imagine that a person is literally taking their wallet to make it seem like a camera. You just assume she must have a different, a new kind of camera. That must be the new iPhone, okay? All right, uh, Caroline, we cover Karen's because Karen's, as you can see, are dangerous. Yeah, and it it's just, it never ceases to shock me how pervasive this behavior is right now and how it just seems to keep getting worse. And I think the whole, you know, thing with her trying to bring out her camera that's not a camera really just goes to show you how enabled these types of situations have become. And like, you have to wonder. Um, anytime someone feels like their individual freedom is being infringed, they they can just pull out their camera, you know, hoping they're going to be a guest on Fox News for their 15 minutes of fame, something like that. And it's it's really shocking this like weaponization of filming these scenarios when, as we saw earlier, it's incredibly important for people to be filming. Um, certain injustices, but the weaponization of that same thing, just when you feel like you are not being treated well, is is really scary and shocking, and just shows how you know unabashedly selfish a lot of this country is right now. So you know, if if you need to film something, film. If if you just want, it just it doesn't go both ways. Yeah, it we doesn't. we have we have a word for that. Where I'm from. I'm from Glenwood Road, we call that flexing. So somebody's <laughs> walking up like they have a camera phone. Now she knows she's on some BS. That's why she's not recording for real, mm -hmm. okay? She just wants to scare people with the recording. Remember, we utilize recordings in a significant way. We make sure that we expose corruption. 
We expose behavior that's, uh, that, that is antithetical to progress. We expose racism and we also provide a mirror. Recordings can provide a really great mirror uh, to the soul of this nation. Uh, so that we start shaping and transforming uh, the social dynamic or social behavioral dynamic through actual mirror exposure. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, it's indisputable. We got a lot of comments, let's get to it. All right, TYT member Jambo Gino, Karen says, I don't want your lip. Also Karen, nothing but lip. <laughs> Mickey see the silver hat dragon. So many of these young people who are attacked by Karens are far, far more polite than I would be. Me too, actually, I, I gotta give them credit, okay? Eric the Red, I think you need orders from your commanding officer before you invade some space. Even if it's a kitchen, they may not be any oil there in there. <laughs> I love it. I don't think that's the kind of oil they're talking about. When they say invade, never mind. I know what you're saying, Eric. Uh, Cena Hogoboom. If that chick came in my kitchen, I got something for her. <laughs> Why does she want to go in the kitchen? Why does she want to utilize? Make believe military powers to simply walk into someone's kitchen. So many more things you can do with fake magical make believe powers. YouTube super chat, only Monday, Karen stay ready 24 seven. I know, <laughs> she Karen's already in season and out of season all the time. Uh, Barrel age millennial, uh, it's an apartment building leaving me to believe that Karen isn't even the owner of the property, correct? Uh, workers are on the site per owner's business, right? That's absolutely 100% correct. Uh, it was an apartment complex in Florida. Uh, Virginia Slim, as a veteran, this Karen is disgraceful, very much so. And thank you for your service, by the way. Um, Derek, Directive 4, it, that one always gets me, the K throws me off. Uh, that Karen is trouble, smacking someone like that in public, yep. Um, subliminal. Sapper says she's an officer's wife, guarantee. Forbzilla, I don't think she's drunk, she's just horrible, yeah. Um, Nana Nikki, if she's in the US military, she's required to wear a mask and be vaxxed. She certainly isn't allowed to violate private business policy, right, yeah. Okay, Twitch, my boy raps, imagine what Karen will be up to by Friday. I know it's just Monday. Just getting started. All right, um, Jax Drax, entitlement doesn't actually give someone every right. No. And Donkey Teeth Beatles, there's an iWatch, why not an iWallet? Well, I think that's what she wanted them to believe. Okay, you know, we have seen something across America and actually beyond, the rise of anti-Karens. So let me give you another point of view here. There's a guy, he's inside of a Walmart. He hears a Karen berating, being rude to other people. He says something, okay, here it is. 
because you nothing, made me nothing you're doing here uncomfortable in front of my granddaughter, not, and I don't find that to be appropriate. Nothing you're doing here is making me uncomfortable at all. I don't care. Okay, because you know what? I have a few minutes to stand here, okay. and your behavior is inappropriate. Okay, I'll hang out here for you. I, I, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here. You ain't oh, gonna get anywhere. Oh, I just want to show everybody the world, world person that you are. Oh, okay. And how you're rude to me. Rude. You have no sense of rude. personal space. Rude. You accosted me to begin with. What? Okay, when I didn't even know who you are. Do you remember when? Do you remember calling the kids trophies in Walmart? Don't talk to me about being rude. But you got in the middle of a conversation that wasn't your conversation. You're screaming at employees at Walmart. Get out of here. I'm not yelling at you. Why are you yelling at me? Oh, Lord have mercy. And I think that you should apologize, too. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, you yeah I'll see you here in a minute. You should apologize. No. Oh, by all means, I'm not stopping you from shopping. I'm just letting the world know that you're rude to people. I'm rude to people? Yes, you're rude to me. How many people witness you be absolutely nasty to everybody? You're nasty to everybody you come across. Certain I can atone to several people that don't find me as being nasty, but okay. I mean, if that's there's the way you literally, sure. there's literally a small there's army of people online. There's a lady at the, the front. She doesn't see me as being nasty. Oh man. <laughs> No, I have a right to an opinion. You that you do. Right to say anything about it. You have no right to cost me when my granddaughter is around. So, according to the narrative here, this person has a background, a pattern of being nasty to other people. So much so that other folks on social media talk about her. She's kind of legendary. This is a legendary Karen who came across finally. An anti-Karen, a person who was willing to do more than push the button and talk about her on social media or behind her back. He stood up to this anti-Karen and what did it make her do? It made her demand an apology for having the audacity to butt himself into her rude conversation in front of her grandkid. Well, madam. You should not be a Karen in front of your grandkid. That's teaching your grandchild a horrible lesson. And one of the quotes was interesting. She um, she says that you're being rude. He says, you were yelling at Walmart employees. And she says, but I'm not yelling now. I'm not yelling at you. Quite fascinating. Um, Anti-Karens are a thing. Uh, we cover anti-Karens because we would like to promote the good side of that narrative as it relates to Karens who are out of control. There are anti-Karens in the world. Caroline, what are your thoughts about this anti-Karen? Oh, I'm glad you pointed out that um, what she said about, well, I'm not being rude to you now as if like saying like, oh, but employee, it doesn't matter. Employees are there right. for me to be rude at. Um, you know, way to go anti-Karen. Again, this just, in. There's an epidemic of just doubling down on bad behavior. There's something about when someone is recording someone's bad behavior and their instinct is to grab their own phone and say, no, 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 it's you, it's your bad behavior. Thus, like creating this just insane standoff of not being able to acknowledge your own behavior. It's 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 wild, but it's fascinating to watch. Really is watching in real time people try and 
apologize for their bad behavior. Um, yeah, d definitely still curious about this. This the power of the camera is really fascinating in all of these all of these events. But yeah, anti Karen all the way. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. We love it. <laughs> there you go. Keep it up. Uh, and we need more people who are willing to simply say I'm sorry mm -hmm. that I made a mistake. I was off that day. We've all been there. It's part of humanity. But you know what else is part of humanity? Acknowledgement. You cannot change what you fail to acknowledge. And if we are truly creatures, human creatures connected to a social design, if we have the inability to be common in our understanding of each other and how we impact the broader world around us, then we're living in a bubble to ourselves. And we will continue to hurt and harm others in this society. So we highlight anti-carers because they are doing a great service by calling out this kind of extreme behavior by individuals in this country and outside of it. Senator Kristen Sinema, damn shame, all right? I mean, this is just, she is one horrible person. So she's you know, a Democrat in name only. And this was interesting, I know people got a lot of feelings about it. Uh, but a video has surfaced online of uh, the senator going into the bathroom to hide from student activists. Uh, this was on the campus of Arizona State University. Well, by the way, she has been uh, a teacher there since uh, 20, uh, 2003, a very long time. Uh, so let's go to the video. Sit down, we want to talk to you real quick. Want to talk to you real quick? Hi, actually, I am heading out. The, um, right now is a real moment that our people need in order for us to be able to talk about what's really happening. We need a Build Back Better plan right now. We, we knocked on doors. We need solutions in the Build Back Better plan. We have the solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. We need seven million citizenship for seven million. We need the Bell Black Better Plan right now. My name is Blanca. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old. And in 2010, my grandparents both got deported because of SB 1070. And I'm here because I definitely believe that we need a pathway to citizenship. My grandfather passed away two weeks ago, and I was not able to go to Mexico and visit him because there is no pathway to citizenship. And if we have the opportunity to pass it right now, then we need to do it because there's millions of undocumented people just like me who share the same story or even worse things that happen to them because of SB 1070 and because of anti-immigrant legislation. And this is the opportunity to pass it right now. And we need you to, we need to hold you accountable to what you told us, what you promised us that you were going to pass when we knocked on doors for you. It's not right. We have justice and, and solutions that we need for immigration, labor, climate change. Build back better, pass the bill. 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 You're damn right, I'm a college professor. I have no issue with what these students did, none whatsoever. Let me tell you why. Let me first bring up the statement from the senator, okay? Yesterday's behavior was not legitimate protest. Well, you're not a legitimate public servant. So how about that, okay? Cinema said in the statement, it is unacceptable. Now she's moralizing. It is unacceptable 
for activist organizations to instruct their members to jeopardize themselves by engaging in unlawful activities such as gaining entry to closed university buildings, disrupting learning environments and filming students in a restroom. Now, was the action extreme? Yes, it was extreme. But we have seen during various movements from the 60s and beyond that sometimes extreme actions still within the context of civility because nobody threatened her, nobody tried to harm her, nobody tried to do anything violent. These are not the Proud Boys. These are not the January 6th terrorists, okay? Now, let me read this from one of the activist groups, okay? Which I thought was well said. We wouldn't have to resort to confronting Senator Cinema around Phoenix if she took meetings with the communities that elected her. She's been completely unacceptable. We're sick of the political games. Stop playing with our lives. Build back better. Back the bill. Damn right. Senator Cinema created this environment by refusing to connect or allow opportunity for dialogue with those that knocked on doors and that hot ass sun. You know how hot it is in Phoenix? <laughs> you absolutely right. Find her where she goes. I have no problem with it. Caroline, you see any issue here? No, absolutely not. In fact, I think you know the the articulation of these activists and and really like the bravery and courage that that takes is something that should be celebrated across the nation. And again, what are you supposed to do? She doesn't hold town halls. Her voicemails are full. You can only you know access her if you pay at least five hundred dollars to go to right. a fundraiser. It's and and. It's just, it's ridiculous. Things like this, this public pressure, exactly as you said, should be replicated. Um, what else What else are her constituents supposed to do? Exactly. Let me take us, and I gotta be quick, to Australia, okay? Um, Anti-masker yells um, at a person who has a mask on. Here it is. He got to on, you dumb bitch. Charge your mumbler, charge your flaps. Come on, charge your flaps. Do you realize I have a child in the car? You oh, that's even fucking scarier. What's wrong? Oh, with a child. Oh, dear. Oh, there's a child in the car. Oh, oh, you're exhausting me, darling. This stupid mole. Go on. I'm calling the police. Go on, call them. I will. <laughs> We're calling the police. Oh, call them, stupid bitch. Okay. <laughs> well, we're not the police, but we are the court of public opinion. And as long as people want to act like this, uh, we're going to help make them famous because obviously that's what they're going for. Uh, Caroline, we got a few seconds. What are your thoughts about this anti-masker in Australia? Yeah, the only thing I have to say is that man should not be operating a vehicle. I mean, like, yeah, go off, but like, the someone needs to stop this man from driving anywhere. Like, it's not only unsafe for public health, but public safety at that point. So, 
there's a lot going on with him, and uh, hopefully he didn't endanger anyone else on his way home. That's yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, all of the uh, insanity around anti-maskers th- uh, throwing fists at school board meetings, running health directors off the mm-hmm. road. It permeates to Australia in this form uh, and other forms. Uh, it the political uh, origin of this has made us de-evolve as a global society. Caroline, it has been a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Thank you so much for your insight. Thank you so much, honor to be here. Absolutely, uh, we are up for um, best TV anchor. Um, you can vote for that, all right, real simple. All you gotta do is go to tyt.com forward slash Rashad, R-A-S-H-A-D. tyt.com forward slash Rashad, type in the box, my name, Rashad Ritchie. You can submit your vote, you can vote once a day up until October 11th, all right? And then I'll report what happened after October 11th, thank you in advance. Um, Also, we got the mugs, indisputable mug releases, yes, look at that. My closing statement, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable. Now as I told you before, it does two things. It reminds you of what's important in life, and it makes your coffee taste better. All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.